0: On the latest episode of Real Health With Me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by trichologist Claire Fulham, chatting all things hair loss.
1: I remember then going, I'm losing a bit more hair, like I could see hair everywhere. It was all okay, over my desk well, and work okay. everywhere. And so I went to my GP, she found five big patches on my scalp, one the size of my fist. So I was like, right, what am I going to do about this? Give me a plan. She just looked me dead in the eye and said, there's nothing we can do. I went on lists for dermatologists. She had a cancellation and she very quickly said, yes, you have alopecia areata.
0: As ever available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. This is an Irish Independent podcast. Today's episode of the Indo Daily comes from our sister podcast, The Big Tech Show with Adrian Weckler. Enjoy. This is unlike any controversy that the Web Summit has been in before. Paddy Cosgrave is known to every listener of this podcast as someone who shares some pretty high-octane views. And the single tweet that seemed to get him to most trouble uh, was last weekend when he said... I'm shocked at the rhetoric and actions of so many Western leaders and governments, with the exception in particular of Ireland's government, who for once are doing the right thing. He said war crimes are war crimes, even when committed by allies and should be called out for what they are. Hello, and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler. Now, it has arguably been the most damaging week for Paddy Cosgrave's Web Summit in many years. The impact over his Israeli war crimes comments last week appears to keep deepening with tech giants and celebrities and key figures in the venture capital uh, community all pulling out. Tabitha Monaghan, you're working on the story. What's the latest?
1: The latest is that, as you mentioned, celebrity actress Gillian Anderson has pulled out from the web summit. She withdrew because she said, quote, that they're brands are no longer aligned now, so, not
0: Gillian not Gillian Anderson's Gillian Anderson's company it's called G- G-Spot it, it,
1: it is so yeah. G-Spot um, is a drinks brand it's a soft drinks brand so herself she's the founder and her CEO Rebecca Hall the pair of them were being hosted as guests at the web summit and they were going to be talking about the journey of developing mm. their company so the spokesperson for the company G-Spot said that the brand's no longer aligned and they decided to withdraw yeah, in
0: case it. anyone's wondering what Gillian Anderson is doing at the web summit it's not unusual for actors and sports people to turn up to that they've hundreds if not thousands of speakers and many of them turn up joseph gordon levitt
1: yeah um previously we've had eva longoria uh, parker on there amy poehler is Mm -hmm. the top build guest for this year and so so far she's still on the speakers list Mm -hmm. for the web summit so yeah they do get big names it's celebrities it's not just the tech businesses it's not the high profile silicon valley executives it's it really expands a lot of industries here
0: Yeah, we do know that some of the tech giants have pulled back. Intel and Siemens are two of of those who have confirmed it. Obviously, we're putting in questions to a lot of them at the moment. In terms of people you've asked, what has their reaction been as to why they are pulling back?
1: It's a funny one because I think some of them you'll see some people being very open about why they are withdrawing so you'll see the likes of gary tan the ceo of y combinator mm. those some big names are saying why they're withdrawing and it's very much because they can't condone the comments made by patty cosgrave mm. um, in relation to what like you said in your opening the comments up about war crimes so that's some people are being really open other people aren't saying anything at all so like i wrote in the irish independent some people are just not appearing on the website anymore. So, like the likes of Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Stephen Bartlett, who is the "C Diary of a CEO" host, the podcast. Mm. He's also an entrepreneur. He's a dragon. Now, just on to be Dragons clear, we Down. don't
0: know that they're no, no longer participating know. in the web. Summit. No, but
1: they're just no longer on the speakers yeah. page. So there, there's some people who aren't saying anything at all. There's some people who are being very open about why they want to no longer participate. Mm.
0: Well, look, let's go back and just remind ourselves of what this is about and why it came about. So Paddy Cosgrave is known to every listener of this podcast as someone who um, shares some pretty high high octane views on a number of issues. Um, He's quite critical about authorities here in Ireland, in Europe, in the US and around the world. And he has weighed in on the current situation Israel and Gaza and the single tweet that seemed to get him to most trouble was last weekend when he said, I'm shocked at the rhetoric and actions of so many Western leaders and governments with the exception in in particular of Ireland's government who for once are doing the right thing. He said, war crimes are war crimes even when committed by allies and should be called out for what they are. Now, that sparked a reaction from the Israeli tech community, which would be a very vibrant one within the Web Summit and in general in the the tech uh, ecosystem. And he was challenged on it by a few people, including Jason Calacanis, who is one of America's better known venture capitalists, also a mate of Elon Musk. And uh, Calacanis challenged or or asked uh, uh, Paddy Cosgrave to to think again. And Paddy... He seemed to double down a few times. He did eventually apologize for the remarks and he subsequently tweeted, and I'm quoting here, what Hamas did is outrageous and disgusting. It's by every measure an act of monstrous evil. Israel has a right to defend itself, but it does not, as I have already stated, have a right to break international law. And he, he used the phrase, I will not relent a few times. So that enraged the Israeli tech community. And then that spread into uh, figures like Gary Tan of Y Combinator, who you mentioned, Ravi Gupta uh, of Sequoia, a very influential venture capital company. And now it has spread into the likes of Intel and Siemens and other companies. And Paddy himself has said he's taking a break from Twitter because this is unlike any controversy that the Web Summit has been in before.
1: It really is. It's a domino effect is what we're seeing right now. And and it's like you said, it's companies or individuals just no longer wanting to be associated with the Web Summit. Mm. And I think when you look at what Web Summit is and it's bread and butter, it's they need international people to appear on their stage so they can sell tickets so that they can have people attending. So when you align yourself in one way with with any kind of situation that's going on internationally. You're going to alienate mm. people and that's what's what's happening here and people saying I can't endorse this. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want my company associated with it. I don't want to participate what's anymore. What's kind
0: of ironic about this is that of all of the controversial positions that Paddy Cosgrave has taken and he has taken many and very many anti-authority positions as well this actually This particular one is probably the one that's most closely aligned with mainstream Irish and European opinion and even swathes of opinion in the US. I mean, President Michael Day Higgins the other day came pretty close to saying the same thing. So it's a little ironic that this, which is almost a mainstream view, certainly here in Europe, is the thing that could do Real damage to the Web Summit, like real damage to the Web Summit. But
1: the Web Summit isn't just an Ireland or an EU company anymore. They are a massive company. It's Mm. an international event. I mean, they hold it in Lisbon, but they have one in Qatar. They have one in Brazil. They have one in Canada. So it's an international organization now at this stage who look for international guests. So you can't no longer look at it within the prism of Europe anymore.
0: No, you can't. But if it was another issue, I'm not sure the... That the Web Summit would be getting this kind of blowback, but the sense of hurt among the Israeli tech community. This isn't like challenging the Irish government or the U.S. president or or even the Russian U- Ukraine uh, scenario. This to those who care deeply about this issue, and particularly those who identify with uh, from an israeli point of view this is a very very deeply held core existentialist uh, thing they, they feel that they're under siege they feel that their existence is under threat and so the reaction to that to those kind of remarks seems to be way more profound yeah. than it would in on for other it's a
1: emo- it's an emotional response mm. from a lot of people as well and i i mean, look People are going to hold their opinions and, and fair enough. Do you think that that's the crux of the issue? Do you think part of it maybe is down to timing as well, that there was these atrocities that were being reported? And then oh,
0: I mean, there's no question that um, the the timing, what's going on at the moment. And, and let's not forget, over the last week, I've been absolutely astonished as to how what looked like a clear narrative on the single, the, well, one of the two single biggest events of this current phase, this conflict, which was the bombing of the hospital. That seemed to be one thing at the beginning uh, when that news broke. And now we really don't know that it, it looked like Israel might have bombed the hospital. Now it really doesn't look like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Or at the very least, we don't know. So in that kind of confusion and excuse the phrase fog of war, emotions and sensitivities are running so, so high. And this is an issue that really strikes to the core of uh, so many in the tech community. uh, And many of them identify with the Israeli side. So they're not going to react to it like they would a student protesting. You know, they're going to react on on a very visceral uh, level. Now, ironically, you mentioned Qatar. So the Web Summit is having its first conference in Qatar in February and I don't think Qatari authorities would have any issue with with what Paddy Cosgrove said. But ironically, the deal between Web Summit and the host cities that it is in, whether it's Lisbon or Toronto or, uh, or Qatar, is that in exchange, they basically give Web Summit a whole load of money, like millions of euro a year, in exchange for the Web Summit promoting that city and promoting it within the tech ecosystem. Now, even if Qatari, if in Doha, Qatari authorities, agree with Paddy Crossgrave's analysis I'm not sure they're going to be delighted that an entire they've kind of just alienated a huge part of the take uh, take ecosystem potentially from going to Qatar
1: I wonder what do you think the longer term impact this like we know now okay the web so much this one in particular is being held 13 to to the 16th of November. So it's mm. really soon. Yep. And they've lost... I'm going. Are you you're still going? Well, I, I, have, I had my... Any...
0: Yeah, I had my ticket uh, um, I booked uh, uh, a while ago, so...
1: But there's a lot of speakers that have dropped out already. Mm. And I thought it was interesting the comment that I got from a spokesperson from Web Summit said, they're excited to welcome 70,000 attendees from around the world with a full program in November. Mm. I mean, right now we know it's definitely not a full program. Mm. So I don't think there's any saving this event in such a short space of time to be able to fill that event. But longer term, after this this Web Summit, what do you think the impact is going to be?
0: I think the next couple of weeks are going to be absolutely crucial. So to me, what's critical here is whether Web Summit can stem this flow of, of, of dropouts and dropouts from engaging with that company. Because it's one thing for the Israeli tech ecosystem in the country or the Israeli embassy to, to pull out. That's one thing. That's significant and serious. It's another thing, again, then, for key figures in Silicon Valley, venture capital community, Y to pull out. That, again, is very serious. But if the combined influence there is to have the effect on massive companies like Intel and Siemens, if companies of that order start pulling back, then... The Web Summit has a really, really significant long-term problem. Now, we say you know, to put this in context, to be fair to the Web Summit, it is quite a big organization in what it does. It's a global tech company now. It has proven to be very good at doing those events, a lot of energy, very successful at putting them on. I'm not sure if you've ever been to one, but they're huge and they're they're very professional. So
1: however, Adrian, they take months preparation and work to Months, together. Months, they take
0: years. So, and, and
1: part of me does feel quite badly for those who were responsible mm. for organizing the event and are just seeing these speakers drop and drop and drop and drop because there's. it just takes such a long time to be able to get the big names as well. Yeah. You know, that takes a lot now, of time. Now, the other thing
0: about the Web Summit is it, it's helpful to have the big names. I'm not entirely sure whether Amy Poehler or Gillian Anderson Speaking at the Web Summit, I'm not sure that, that sells many tickets. So the reason the people I speak to, those who go to the Web Summit, the reason they go is for meetings with other people. For attendance. networking, yeah. Yeah, it's not really to to meet people or to um, to listen to Gillian Anderson or, or, or someone like that. So we do have to bear that in mind. It's not like you're going to Longitude or something and half the acts pull out. It's not quite the same. My main reason for going is to meet tech CEOs. I mean, last year I went, got an interview with the CEO of Revolut. We had a front page story out of it. You know, they had a free now of Signal. It, it, it can be quite good for meeting people like that. But if a lot of those companies just pull back now, then it's very, very serious. Is it, there it, any
1: sense that that is happening? Because like you said, there has been more focus on the on the bigger names. It's still quite early. Companies. This is
0: still only a week old, this controversy, really. So it's still actually quite early. The fact that Intel and Siemens and um, a few of their smaller companies have pulled out is serious because it's associated with that reason. That indicates that there is more than just a localized Israeli tech community involved. Now, to be fair, with Intel has a particularly Israeli uh, connection because it has been in Israel for many, many years. It's the biggest multinational company in Israel. So they would have a particular sensitivity there as well. But if it goes further, if they if WebSama can't staunch this, they can't stem this flow, then it's very bad. They could rebuild it. There are a lot of talented people there. They're very good at putting conferences on. It's a lot of energy and the Israeli tech community isn't the only one in the world. But... It's quite serious. If I was working in that company, I would be trying to repair relations as a top priority with that community because they may not come back.
1: Do you think Paddy Cosgrave's apology was enough? For me, possibly not because we've seen the apology and then people still drop out even after.
0: It probably wasn't in the context of what we have been talking about because The apology was couched in such a way it did condemn all the Hamas stuff. It did contain phrases like, you know, the right of Israel to exist. But it also um, qualified that by repeating in a much more civil way, much more empathetic way that we do have to look out for potential war crimes by, by Israel. That's what Paddy Cosgrave repeated. Now it's quite a difficult position he's in because if he really believes that, and I, I, I'd say he does, then it's very difficult to, to ditch that part of your, in your apology. Maybe what he should have said is, "Look, I shouldn't have said what I said. I was wrong, or something like that." On the other hand, he may feel that he has a reputation in other communities that that you know, based on on sharing those views. I would say that, yeah, he probably needs to, to 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 really engage seriously now with that community.
1: There's some serious damage control that needs to be done here. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So anyway, look, um, that is what has happened to uh, the Web Summit. It's an ongoing and, and fluid situation. You can read about it on independent.ie. Tabitha is across that. I've written some news analysis stuff on it as well. But for the moment, you have been listening to The Big Tech Show. Thanks to Tabitha, who joined us today, Tabitha Monaghan. Also to JJ Clark, who produced, and to Niall McMonagall, who was on sound. Uh, We will talk to you soon. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel.